0: Can I just say one of the most challenging things of parenting as a professor is always knowing that you have to go, um, (laughs) I know this sounds awful, but prioritizing your kids over your research. And I know that sounds like super awful, but there's a lot of interruptions that happen when you're a parent. Um, and for me, with me and my, my wife, um, my wife, can't. Um, she's in a job, a position that it's really hard for her to step away. Um, it's just really hard to do that. And so I am the one as, you know, as a professor, I'm always the one that has to step out if there's a, an emergency or, you know, something go pick up the kids, um, you know, somebody gets sick and, um, I'm the one that always says to do that. So it feels like, uh, that you're always getting interrupted as a parent. Um, your research is always like, man, you're just getting into something and then something happens and you have to go do it. Um, now I know some people, um, they might have a nanny or, you know, a, a housekeeper or something like that that does the parenting. Or a lot of people so this is a lot of people, a lot of faculty members, um, they will end up having somebody, a spouse at home that does this and their full time thing is to parent. Um, that's like super crazy common because the career is not necessarily conducive to you know, switching up and sort of playing things off and stuff like that, um, it's really not. It is not a great career for um, family life because you have to um, spend so much time doing your research. And, you know, it's, it's, it's awful to say, but it's really baked into the social norms of science. Um, it's something personally that I think we really need to change, but it's not going to change anytime too soon. Um, Although I think social norms across the world are are vastly changing in um, the last, especially the last few years, we're starting to see a lot more social norms where people are prioritizing, you know, things like diversity, um, you know, all sorts of different things that that are very important signs that things are changing. Now, that doesn't mean that there's other parts of the world that are regressing in terms of, you know, counter counteracting some of those social norms. Um, we've seen this a lot um, in in the south of, of America, that's actually where I am, where there is a lot of pushback against those social norms, not necessarily in the universities per se, but across culture, which, of course, bleeds into universities because that those are funded from politicians um, because the politicians are elected in, in a lot of these institutions or state institutions. Um, so, you know, it's really important to consider some of these decisions and um, in, in what goes on is what I'm getting at. But, you know, coming back to that was a little bit of a digression, but coming back to you know, it's just really challenging to prioritize, um, you know, prioritizing your kids when you're just, you feel like you're just getting into something. And I know it's, it's just really bad to say. Um, and, and I feel like, and I feel like a lot of tension with it because you do get into it. But what do you do if you're just getting into research and you get the phone call from, um, you know, as a your, your kid needs you because they're sick, um, and there's there's nothing you could really do at that moment. You have to put things down and prioritize, make those priorities in your life shine through. You can't push those back. Um, you know, I know that this is this is like a total faux pas now, but when our kids were really small, they were always sick. So what we would do is actually, when they were little, little, um, and they were in daycare, we would we would put Tylenol in the um the bottles, the milk bottles, um, and send them in and then when they got the sort of their their feeding time in the milk bottles, um, they would get Tylenol too and nobody would know about it. I know it's awful. Um and we can't certainly do that now in the age of COVID and um, you know, these more dangerous viruses. <sighs> so long story short, it's frustrating. Um, this is a lament. I love parenting, um, but it's also um, a stress that, you know, the parenting itself is not a stress, but the, the like, crap, I got to get, you know, I got to go do something. And um, I got to put everything else aside and go do the parenting thing because there's nobody else that's going to do that. I signed up for this job. And I have to do that um, as as a parent. And especially in the age of COVID, um, I don't know how long this is going to last. Maybe it's going to last five years, but you cannot expose somebody, even if you had a helper, um, let's say you had a nanny. I mean, it, it would be irresponsible as a person to expose your nanny to something, um, you know, as an employer, to to the possibility of, of hurting your employees in that sort of direct sense so you still have to step up and I think employers um, large and small are going to have to start recognizing this and and knowing that this is an important part of, of life um, and they have to recognize um, different, Parental um, arrangements, and as well as recognize, not um, you know, different diversity of of people's situations, and and be okay with some of those things. And the problem with the tenure system, and the problem with university systems, is that they don't recognize that it is it is um, a system that is is antiquated in a lot of ways. Um, And I I hate to use those terms. Um, It's antiquated in the sense that it um, penalizes people that are in different shapes and sizes and rewards people that are sort of within the traditional, the way that things used to be, or that they were set up, um, or, you know, um, that you know, competition is, is in terms of selection processes there's there's positive aspects of it, but there's also some really negative aspects in terms of um, you know, diversity, in terms of of, of acknowledging that the world is a lot more different than 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 what these sort of things incentivize for. And we have to be very cognizant of that. Um, virtually all research that I've ever seen in diversity really just flags how poor um, some of those incentives are. Uh, and we just have to be really cognizant of the fact that you know people have to make these choices. They don't want to, um, but you have to make those choices. You have to say, you know what? Um, it sucks, but your, your kids are a priority and, and like different aspects of your life are a priority. Um, man, it, it is, it's not a good feeling, but you know, that's where I'm getting at here is it's a real tension. Um, and it's a real stress point, you know, both for both for employees and, and, um, employers, But we have to start recognizing that Um, and, um, you know, recognizing that people have to make these hard choices and they don't want to make those choices. But what do you do at the end of the day? What do you do? Um, Just be kind. At the end of the day, I think that's all you can do. is just be kind, be upfront, repeat and repeat and repeat that um, you support diversity. Um, show that you sort support diversity, and um, you know be okay when um, when things like this happen. So, so I wanted to say, and um, hopefully you like this, and, and looking forward to seeing you or talking to you on the next podcast.